Hi everybody, it's Barry here again, and um, just thank you for listening to this on the podcast, or if you're watching on YouTube or Instagram, just thank you for, um, yeah, tuning in, <laughs> and I hope what I bring each week um, truly helps you and helps the people that uh, you care about and that um, you love, and uh, <coughs> oh, I've got a bit of a chesty throat this morning. But um, thank you so much for that. And I just also want to say thank you to everyone who just gives a little bit each month to um, keeping the page turning as such. And if you want to find out more about how to be part of this wonderful team, it's turningthepage.co.nz forward slash support. This week's topic is around being tired and needing to take time to cease and um, savour and delight. Now, those are all three sort of quite powerful sort of words, but, you know, I wonder, with all the COVID news that we're having at this moment, um, and all the, the lockdowns, and all the, just the struggle that so many of us are in because of those situations, with the many of us are getting very, very tired, and I know, I, I know, actually, I think I am too, there's just like a weariness um building up on me so this post is, is sort of has grown out of that sort of experience so let me read it to you and um let's get into it yeah it had been a tough week full-on giving out and you know people work tasks energy draining memories everything wanting a piece of the energy pie you know the pie <laughs> and and what was left over were like crumbs on one of those tinfoil pies you buy from the supermarket when you're rushing home from work and you've got to think about what to have for dinner. <laughs> and there's just crumbs left. And that's sort of how it felt. Life, energy, all being eaten up with just a, a few crumbs left over and sort of shadow, you was, there's a shadowing feeling of depression and anxiety was sort of like beating. And um they knew that the next week would probably be the same. And this this time next week, they would probably again feel weak, uh, drained and lifeless. In, a, in their mind, they just whispered, oh, for a holiday. You know, in their mind, <laughs> they dr drifted to you know, that time when they were able to dig their toes in the sand, uh, gentle waves spilling over each other, melting ice cream in their hand. <laughs> you know, and that... They, their mind drifted, it was like a moment of delight for them, just oh to be there again, they dreamed, you know, and in a sense they actually were, they were in what I would say called a uh, cease and delight mode, do you know how to cease and delight? Now the very very first story in the Bible is, is one of a, a creative, creative outpouring of energy, you know, out of all the beauty and perfection that God is, this world was created. So it's like, let's just pour it all out there <laughs> and just make something fantastic. You know, and for six days they did that. And then on the seventh day, you know, God ceased and delighted. And the, the passage in Genesis chapter 2 says this, Heaven and earth were finished down to the last detail. By the seventh day, God had finished his work. On the seventh day, he rested from all his work. 
God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy. Because on that day he rested from his work. All the creating God had done. This is the story of how it all started. Of heaven and earth when they were created. Now, when you read the creation story, you must remember that this is a song or a poem. It all starts with music. <laughs> God starts our story with creative music, rhyme, rhythm, flow, and dance. You know, I'm so grateful that it didn't start with legislative procedure <laughs> and mechanical engineering. You know, this was beauty outpouring itself onto a creative canvas. This was our um, a singing of ourselves into existence. You know, and and then I believe on the seventh day they they sat back, <sighs> took a breath, and just delighted in it all. And I wonder if there was some kind of sort of conversation that went on between the, these Trinitarian dance parties, these, these three dance parties. Spirit, I really liked how you blew the planets and stars into existence. <laughs> Christ, you have a real knack in knowing exactly what mankind needs. You're amazing. Ever thought of becoming one? <laughs> Father, mother, you think of everything, don't you? I noticed the intimacy, passion, and love you energized everything with. And then, like, for a whole day, they delighted in each other's creativity, praising and delighting in each other's gifts. Recently, I've been uh, reading uh, Sabbath, uh, Ancient Practices by Dan Allender, and in it he says this, It is suggested by many Jewish commentators that God created Mehuna, now I've probably pronounced that wrong, sorry to all you Jewish um, scholars, <laughs> but he created Mehuna on the seventh day. Mehuna is the Hebrew word for rest, but it is better translated as a joyous repose tranquility or delight. To the biblical mind, and this is from Abraham Joshua Heshkel, which he's a pretty good authority, he says, to the biblical mind, mehuna is the same as happiness and stillness, as peace and harmony. It is the state in which there is no strife and no fighting, no fear and no distrust. And Dan carries on, God didn't rest in the sense of taking a nap or chilling out. Instead, God celebrated and delighted in his creation. God entered the joy of his creation and set it free to be connected, but separate from the artist. Now, how would you like a day full of joyous repose, tranquility and delight? <laughs> it sounds like heaven, doesn't it? Or maybe that's what heaven is like. You know, at, end, at the end of all that creative activity, they took time to smell the roses, take in the colours of the sunset, roll around the long grass, listen for the bird song, and recall all the micro delights of the week. Now, I like to watch people create. You know, they take some raw materials and they create and make something out of it. And as I wrote this, I sort of sort of did a little bit differently. So as I, I'm just going to read what I wrote. As I write this, I have a blank screen under the words I'm writing now. What will fill that space? I don't know yet. I'm excited to see what will emerge. There are many ideas, but the finished product is still days away. 
it probably takes um, 15 hours, it's true, about 15 hours to create and publish one of these posts. In 30 minutes, and I, I actually wrote this um, a couple of days ago, first thing early in the morning, when I, that's when I start the writing of this. In 30 minutes, I will have spilled out about probably 500 words, and I will be spent. I have, will have given out my energy reserves for the sake of this creation. There will be a sense of tiredness, but also thankfulness. I'll look back at the rough draft and think, wow, I like that. And also, that needs a bit more work. <laughs> and then I will leave the computer and go and do something else. There is a time to create and a time to cease, delight and savour. Okay, that's an hour, 582 words, creative energy drying up, time to cease and delight. That's what I wrote then. Okay, and then the next part was back to the creative writing three hours later and added words to the above, buzzing with where this could go. Now, after writing the above words, I actually went out and worked or created in a garden that is full of roses. You know, and it's early spring here in New Zealand, and rain showers have swept across, birds are singing, droplets hang off lush leaves. And the roses aren't really blooming yet, but some of the early ones are. And I can see some buds starting to form. And there is within me this uh, anticipation of the delight of the smell and the colour and the beauty. And in the blog post, um, I've actually got a picture of one of those roses. And it's ex absolutely exquisite. It's my favourite rose. And it's a David Austin rose, which is an old English rose. And it's exquisite. You have to come over and have a look. But look, I could easily rush past those little droplets of delight. You know, I'm busy, I've got demands, I've got pressures on my life, all these things that are going to tie me up, or I could uh, stop and take and savour them in and just enjoy them. And uh, the spiritual practice of savouring delight is something I believe that really does help our mental health. It's, it's the drawing of our attention to something beautiful beyond ourselves and the mess we are moving through. You know, it's, it's the noticing of the little things, the slowing down um, our eating to enjoy the flavours of the food. It, it's watching a bee move around a flower and collecting pollen on its legs. It's the beauty, it's the texture, it's the grain of a piece of wood. Um, it's leaning into the senses of sight, sound, taste, touch and smell. I believe it's so that we do not do enough of it. I don't do enough of it. Um, it's something I need to work on. And when we savour, we are invited to really take in the experience. Uh, Rick Hansen, he, he writes this, he says, Most of the time, a good experience is pretty mild and that's fine. But try to stay with it for 20 or 30 seconds in a row. Instead of uh, getting distracted by something else, as you can, sense that it is filling your body, becoming a rich experience. Research has shown that the longer that something is held in awareness and the more emotionally stimulating it is, the more neurons that fire and thus wire together and the stronger the trace in the memory. Intend and sense that you, or intend and sense that that the good experience is sinking into you. People do this in different ways. Some feel it like their body 
feeling in their body like a warm glow spreading through their chest, like the warmth of a hot a cup of hot cocoa on a cold wintry day. Others visualize things like a golden syrup sinking down inside, bringing good feelings and soothing old places of hurt, filling in old holes of loss or yearning. A child might imagine a jewel going into a treasure chest in her heart. And some might simply know conceptually that while this good experience is held in awareness, its neurons are firing busily away and gradually wiring together. It's Rick Hansen. And, uh, and reflecting on that, that mehuna, the, the joyous repose, tranquility and delight, comes, I believe, as a result of intentionally choosing to cease and then savour delight. You know, in your day-to-day, I'd encourage you to notice the moments. It might just be little drops of rain. Notice them. It might be the flavours of a meal. Notice them. The sounds of a sleeping dog. And she's sleeping right here next to me. Listen and deeply enjoy 20 to 30 seconds. What's that in a day? But it's it's going to sink into your brain. Take notice of anything that might give even a millimetre of delight. Don't dismiss anything. And then, you know, gather up those gleaned moments. Uh, and do the same for the next day and the next. And then on the seventh day, take those moments of delight and savour them once again. You know, every one of them. Look for the invites to find more delight. And, and as you prayerfully do this, you may well become aware that you are not that alone. You're not alone at all. That you are actually sitting in the midst of a, a Trinitarian family. You know, the three of them. And they are pointing out all the creative delights that you had experienced together over the past week. Look, there is an invitation to enter in and savour the delight of a week well done. Here's some quotes for you to consider. They're all from Dan Allender's book about the Sabbath. Many of us are afraid of delight. It seems to stand in contrast, in such contrast to our hurried multitasking. We often fail to create a day of delight because to do so compels us to stand against the division, destitution, and despair that often holds us captive the other six days of the week. We enter delight only as we gaze equally and simultaneously at creation and redemption, in spite of the darkness that surrounds us and constantly clamours to be truer than God. Delight doesn't require a journey thousands of miles away to taste the presence of God, but it does require a separation from the mundane and intentional choice to enter the joy and follow God as he celebrates the glory of his creation and his faithfulness to keep his covenant to redeem the captives. The holy comes in a moment when we are captured by beauty and a dance of delight swirls us beyond the moment to taste the expanse of eternity in, around and before us. The holy comes in unexpected, utterly surprising moments where the gift of goodness opens our heart to wonder and gratitude. Here's some questions. What are some examples of delight that you need to sit and savour from your day today? Number two, what would it be like to have a day full of joyous repose, tranquility and delight? I think that's something worthy of um, planning for. 
and yeah, preparing for. Can you identify any little interruptions that might prevent you from ceasing and savouring delight? I really pray that you would find a moment in the next hour that you've listened, after you've listened to this or watched this, that you would just sense this is for you. <laughs> that little moment where you sense I want you to spend 20 to 30 seconds just taking it up and savouring it and enjoying it and resting your mind on it. Hey, thanks for, for watching or listening. And if you want to send me an email, love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how uh, Delight has met you today. And it's Barry at turningthepage.co.nz. Till next week. Bye.